Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. Talking about something very dear to my heart, but more importantly, very dear to the Lord's heart. Um, and I, I'd have to say that it's uh, probably the biggest... I don't know, it's been a huge thing that I've had to deal with as a Christian man. Um, forgiveness. Uh, I try to talk about it every couple few years. It's just so important to the Lord, and it's got to be important to us, guys. Um, so anyways, let me read this. And uh, everybody's familiar with this parable, but let's do this together and let's see what we can glean from it. Okay, then Peter came up and said to him, Lord... How often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him as many as seven times? Question mark. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him that debt, forgave him the debt. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And seeing him, he began to choke him, saying, pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed and they went and reported their to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me, and should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had had mercy on you? And in anger his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay his debt. So also my heavenly Father will do every to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Man, that's a mouthful, ain't it? <laughs> but, you know, this, this is the deal, man. I'll go ahead and let you on a little secret. I'm sure you already know it. It's in our title. Forgiven people, and that's what we are, forgiven people forgive others. Okay? That's tough, man. That's hard because we've been hurt. We went through some real mess. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your anointing in this service, Lord. Thank you that we will have ears to hear, Lord, and what needs to be said will be said, and we will leave here uh, changed, Lord. We'll, we, we will be committed to this process and this decision of forgiving those that have hurt us, Lord, and, and we will forgive ourselves. Um, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name we pray. And everybody in the church said, Amen. Okay, check it out. Matthew 18 and verse 21. Then Peter came up and said to him, Peter came up to Jesus. Now this is really, really cool. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? And then Peter says, as many as seven times. Now this is kind of interesting because in the Jewish custom, they were, they were obligated to forgive somebody up to three times. Like three times, it's like the old story, three times and then you're out. You know, um, three times, then I'm done with you, okay? I've, I've fulfilled my obligation. I've forgiven you three times. You're a mess, whatever. 
we're done. Okay, well, see, Peter comes up and, you know, he doubles it. He says six. No, he doesn't. He says seven, so he doubles it, and he adds one. Now, maybe he's saying this because he wants a pat on the back. Maybe he wants to show everybody how cool and awesome and spiritual he is. We don't really know why he says it, but he comes up with this rather large number compared to what they were obligated to forgive in that day. So instead of three times, he says seven, and then Jesus is like, well, here's the deal, Pete. Check this out. It's not about three times. It's not about seven times. It's not about 77 times. It's not about seven times 70. It's about not keeping a record, not keeping a file. It's about forgiving those that have harmed us. And man, you know, that is a super, super, yeah, give them some praise. Give them some praise. Go ahead. Give them some praise. That is a really, really hard thing for us to do sometimes. Some things are extremely easy to forgive. And some things, man, are just so deep, you know, and so hurtful. And uh, we don't want to let them go. We, we, sometimes we become comfortable with that pain. But see, when we don't forgive somebody, and this is so true, man. It is absolutely the truth. When we don't forgive somebody, man, you're hurting yourself. You're hurting yourself and you're hurting those people that care about you. You're hurting those people around you. It's a true statement. Uh, I'm not making that up. Okay, then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. Now see, here's the deal, man. If, if we're going around thinking, well, okay, the Bible says I got to forgive somebody seven times, 70 or, or, or seven, 77 times, and you're keeping score, you're like, okay, Houston's got one more time, man, and then he's at 78. He's at 78. I can cut him loose. I ain't even got to smile at that cat anymore, man. We can be done, done, done. Okay, God says, if you're doing that, you're missing the whole point. It's not, it's not about saying, well, I got I to gotta forgive him this many. If you're doing that, you're not forgiving the person at all. Okay, God wants us to release those people. And we are blessed, man, when we do that. I promise you. I, I lived for several years, man, and just a bitter, bitter dude, man. And a lot of y'all don't know about it. Most of you don't know about it. You know, because it, it only really, truly affected those that were so close to me, you know. But I, I was extremely bitter about a couple situations, man. And to you, if I was to tell you, you'd be like, well, that's stupid, man. That's dumb. You know, and a lot of times, you know, these things are dumb, but my pain is my pain. Your pain is your pain, and it weighs on you. Amen? But God says, just give it all to me. Anyways, we better move forward. Amen? Okay, Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. And then Jesus says, you know what? Let me back this up with a little story, Pete, because this is so important. I want you guys to be able to get this. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. Okay, um, I read a lot up on this 10,000 talent thing. And I, I did it before many, many times, well, a few times before. I was like, well, how much is this 10,000 talent stuff? It's in the billions. In, in today's money, it's in the billions. Okay, so this dude owed the king billions of dollars i'm not saying thousands i'm not saying millions i'm saying billions this is how much this guy owed this king and so the king says you know what man it's time for me to settle accounts man brings this guy in 
Like, hey man, you owe me billions of dollars. I think it's like, uh, what is it, like six billion, four billion? I wrote it down somewhere. Six billion. That's a lot of cheese, man. That's a lot of money. That's how much this guy owed the king. Okay, you guys are a smart bunch. You've already read this many, many times before. You get what's going on here. The king is God, right? The king is God. And we are the servant that owes six gazillion dollars. We're the, we're the servant that owes six billion dollars. All right? We've blown it, man. We've, we, we need a savior. We need to be forgiven. We owe a debt. Listen up, man. We owe a debt that there's no way we can possibly pay. Okay? But here's that king that says, I'm willing to forgive that. Okay? Not only am I willing to forgive that, but I'm going to pay that debt because somebody has to pay. Okay? Because God is a God of justice, and justice has to be served. Okay? Well, guess what? If we don't pay for it, somebody else has to pay for it. And who paid for it, church? Jesus paid for it. All right. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. Now you think this cat could come up with six billion dollars? You think this cat, this dude could come up with six billion dollars in his lifetime? No, no way. See, that's the whole thing, man. We cannot pay this debt. We can't pay it. There's no way we can even begin to pay it. If we've sinned once, we've blown it uh, for all of sin and fall short of God's glorious standard. Okay? Heaven is a perfect place, man, for forgiven people. And so we got to be forgiven or we ain't going because you're not perfect. You know what I mean? You got to be forgiven. Okay, tell the truth. Moving forward. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, that's a beautiful little statement right there. Out of pity for him, thank God for Jesus. Thank God that for God so loved the world. Man, we are so blessed. We are so blessed and I wish that we could grab a hold of that fact. You know, in this world where everything is upside down, everything is crazy, you know, okay, and crazy is just the norm right now. You know, it's just, okay, yeah, ain't never seen that before, but, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> we live in this crazy world. But we can have peace. We can have joy. We can be excited, man, if we, if we grab a hold of this. Yeah, and it happens to me sometimes, man, when I get my eyes off of myself and start thinking about how good God is. You know what happens? I get a little excited, man. I'm like, man. <laughs> You know, I'm such a knucklehead and I've messed up so bad, you know, and the best I can do by myself is just mess things up. That is the God's honest truth. The best Paul Rock can do by himself is just mess everything up, you know, but God has been so good to us and our souls are safe. Give the Lord some praise right now if you're stoked. Maybe you don't have the money you had last month. Maybe you don't have the money you need or whatever. God is in control, man. We're blessed. And God will make a way where there is no way. Anyways. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him his debt. So, okay, check this out, dude. I mean, beloved. (laughs) Check this out. (laughs) This guy 
was ordered to come see the king. King's like, we got to settle up debts, man. Yeah, you know, looky here on this uh, piece of paper here. You owe, you owe me $6 billion, dude. You owe me $6 billion. The guy begs for mercy. The master has pity on him and releases him that whole debt. He doesn't say, hey, you know what? Just, uh, why don't you work really, really hard and, you know, pay me a little bit here and there as you can, maybe a hundred bucks a month or whatever. Let's set up a little payment plan here. And he, he forgives all of it. Just lets it go. Now, listen, we understand what the king's doing here. Our, his sins have been forgiven. Okay. He was indebted to the king and the sins, and the sins are gone. They've been thrown away. The debt's been thrown away. Guys, you know it. I know it. That's me and you. All right. We are forgiven because we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And so all this stuff that was stacked up against us was laid on the back of Jesus when he was on that cross. You know what I mean? So we're blessed. We're forgiven. And man, that would be super awesome and great if we just called it a day right there. You know, just went home. Hey, man, we're forgiven people. Let's rejoice. Let's be awesome. Let's be nice to the people when we see them in town because I'm a forgiven person. But there's more to this story, and that's what we really have to talk about today. But we cannot lose track of the fact, you know what? I was on my way to hell, but I'm a forgiven person. Amen? God is good. That's what I'm trying to say. God is good. Okay, so we're on the second slide here, and I want to read Romans 6.23, guys. Because this is us. This is the picture. This is what's going on here. For the wages of sin is death. So death means like separation. And that makes sense to us, right? We've all lost loved ones, and they're gone, man. We don't get to see them for a while. Okay, but this isn't talking about that physical death. We know that. That's not a, that's not a shock. That's not a revelation. Um, if the Lord tarries, we're all going to lay down one day and not get up again. Okay, one day our, our hearts will stop. But this is talking about that separation from our Lord this is talking about separation from our Creator. This is talking about the worst thing you can possibly begin to imagine. Okay? Where, where the flame dieth not, man. Okay? Right? So that's where we were headed, but we accepted that gift. So we're forgiven people. Amen. Okay. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's awesome. That is so awesome. It's kind of tough to talk to folks about, about stuff that we already know, you know, because we all know this. But this forgiveness thing is really what we got to get a hold of, man. And I'm, I'm sure that you all got it. I'm sure that forgiveness is, I'm sure I'm just only talking to myself this morning. I mean, I'm being silly because we all can work on this. You know what I mean? We all can work on forgiving others. We're given opportunities every single day to forgive somebody. And those are like the easy ones, mostly. You know, I was like, all right, whatever, you're a jerk. But I forgive you, I love you. You know, it doesn't bother me, don't think about it ever again. But sometimes there's those really deep, deep things, man. You know, those really painful things where we've been betrayed or something like that. But God says, you know what, we got to let it go. Okay. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Okay, so just like the king, he was like, you know what? I got pity on you. It's, it's canceled. Your debt is canceled. That's what Jesus Christ did for us, man. You know what I mean? Our sins are forgiven because He loves us. He didn't have to do it. You know what I mean? 
but the free gift of God. All we have to do is accept it. We can't earn it, okay? Think about it. You can't earn it. It's not about being raised in a Christian household. It's not about going to Christian school. It's not about any of that stuff. It's about accepting what has been done for you. Okay, Romans 5 and verse 8. But see, it's a free gift. It's a free gift to me and you. It's a free gift to Sister Claudia. It's a free gift to everybody in here. It's a free gift to anyone that will call on that name. But it wasn't free. Somebody had to pay for it. You know what I mean? And there was only one person that could do it. Okay? I'm talking about the Son of God. I'm talking about the second man of the Trinity. I'm talking about 100% man, 100% God, laid down his life, took all our sins on his back, and his righteousness was put on our back. Talk about unfair. I'm not a righteous person, man. You know what I mean? But that's what my sins have been washed away because of what Jesus Christ did. Okay? So therefore, I don't have to worry about that separation. I don't have to worry about being separated from my Creator. Okay? I'll never, never, ever, none of us, if we've accepted Jesus, we will never know what one millisecond of hell feels like. Okay? And I know this world's tough and people have done you wrong. I know I get it, man. I'm right here with you. You know? And I've done people wrong. Maybe you've done people wrong. Okay? But see, here's the thing, man. We're forgiving people and forgiving people have to forgive. It's not even up for argument. You know, it's not even up. I mean, you can argue with it, but I mean, this is what God says. Hey, I've forgiven you. Now you show others what that looks like, man. You release them. That's hard, man. That's really, really hard, but we can do all things through Christ. And we're going to feel better once we start that process. Can I get a witness? Okay, Romans 5 and verse 8. But God shows His love for us. What does God's love look like? I'm glad you asked. But God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Isn't that awesome? See, it wasn't free. It's free for us, but it wasn't free. Jesus Christ had to pay for it with His own life. And guess what? That satisfied God's wrath, man. And it was all poured out on Jesus Christ. I know it ain't Easter, but that's a good thing right there, man. That's an awesome thing. That's a, that's a world changer for us when we accept that, you know. Matthew 18 and 28, let's continue with our story. So this servant guy just got forgiven six billion, billion, not million, six billion dollars. Okay. But when that same servant went out, he, <laughs> this is crazy, man. I really think that Jesus Christ, the more you read his parables and stuff, I think Jesus had a sense of humor, man. I know he had a sense of humor because some of the stuff he said, I mean, you know, it's in the Bible, so it's, you know, it's, it's a little difficult to get down to the nitty and the gritty of, of his personality. But I think some of the stuff he was saying, like, with a smile. Not that he didn't mean it. He totally means it. But you know what he's talking about? Hey, man, you know, you, you uh, want to worry about that speck, that little speck of wood in that guy's eyes when you got a, you got a telephone pole in yours? I mean, I imagine that was pretty funny. You know, Peter's like, (laughs) that's funny stuff, man. Anyways, it doesn't take away from the point he's trying to make. You know what I mean? Like a spoonful of sugar with the medicine. Anyways, but this this is cool right here. 
But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii and seized him and began to choke him. We're like, what in the world? You know, we're reading this. <laughs> and, you know, we're reading this. And this guy just got forgiven six billion dollars. And he's walking down the steps out of the palace or whatever, bumps shoulders with a dude. He's like, oh, hey, man. Hey, Bill. Bill! And he was like, you owe me some denarii, brother. And he starts, he, he, he doesn't even argue with the guy. He starts choking him. You know what I mean? That would freak you out if you saw that in the bank. You know what I mean? Okay, whatever, maybe not, I don't know. It is 2020, who knows. A hundred denarii. Now, if you're like me, and you're not, but if you were like me, you probably remember in Sunday school or whatever, when you'd hear the sermons where the, the hundred denarii was like the equivalent of like a penny or some silly, silly amount of money. Well, it's not, man. It's actually a pretty large sum of money. You know, but when you stack it up against what you've been forgiven for, it's nothing. It's absolutely nothing compared to what you've been forgiven from. You know what I mean? But see, here's the deal. Um, and I wrote this down too. Um, so, 100 denarii is about 20 weeks of labor. Worth about 20 weeks of common labor. Imagine working for 20 weeks, okay, and then you didn't get any of that money that you had owed to you. So, it was, it was a real amount of money, man, that this guy, uh, 12,000 bucks. 12,000 big ones. So, yeah, you can kind of understand the deal here. But, 6 billion... Six billion stacked up to 12,000, that's nothing. Okay, the point I'm trying to make, ma'am, is the pain that we feel from being betrayed or, or whatever, the pain that we feel where we, we cannot, we do not want to grant forgiveness to these individuals or this group of people or whatever, it's not like it wasn't worth anything, you know? It, we know that there's real pain involved and there's real hurt involved and this, this really messed with you. Uh, but God's saying, you know what? Compared to what's been done for you, it's nothing. But He's not saying, He's not saying, He's not denying the fact that you weren't wrong. He's not denying the fact that you weren't hurt. He's just saying, you gotta let it go. You gotta let it go. Look at what's been done for you. And yes, you've been hurt, but you gotta let it go because if you don't let it go, it's only gonna hurt you. It's only going to mess you up. It's only going to make you bitter and miserable. And it's only going to hurt those around you. Amen. But when that same servant went out and he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, 12,000 bucks, that's, that's a little bit of money, and seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, pay what you owe me. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will pay you. Verse 30, he refused this just blows your mind, doesn't it? If you're, if you're, if you're paying attention or, or you've ever read this story, it blows your mind, man. This guy just got forgiven $6 billion and he grabs this guy that owes him $12,000 and he says, you know, you're going in jail, man, until you can pay me. You know? It's like, wow, man, don't you even appreciate what's been done for you? Okay? But see, that's the boat we're in. You know, we've been forgiven, man. We've been set free. We, man, we belong to Jesus. 
We get to go, we get to go experience all these wonderful, wonderful, wonderful things, you know. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a future and a hope. We can be excited about our future. We can be excited about right here in the nasty now and now because God's going to take care of us, you know. We're blessed. We're in the family. But man, sometimes we're just miserable because we've, got, we've locked ourselves up in prison. When God's already set us free, you know, we're set free. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. But we keep stepping back into that prison and locking ourselves up because we won't release other people. I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm just saying that we walk around miserable. I know what it feels like, man, just to be this rotten, just miserable dude all the time, man, because I wouldn't let something go, you know? Okay, all right. Y'all want to know what it is? I ain't telling you. But you can fill in the blank with whatever you're holding on to and just give it to Jesus. He refused. You can read my memoirs. That's going to be on Amazon or Ebay's. Um, you can read my memoirs. And uh, you know, this week I'm going to take a break and I'm going to work on my memoirs while I'm at the beach. I'm not, I'm not doing any of that because moving forward, uh, he refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what, he had take, what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, I'll say. And they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, you wicked servant. Can you imagine that? Just being released of $6 billion. Man, what a good feeling that must have felt like to that guy. You know, this is just a parable. But imagine, oh, the king who has all this authority, who could kill me if he wants to, you know, I owe him $6 billion. He just forgave me. That's a good day. Anyway, you look at it, that's an awesome day. Then he's walking down the hall, sees this other cat, starts choking him. Hey, you know. You owe me $12,000. Pay up. Please have mercy on me. No way, dude. You're going to jail. Then the king hears about that. The king calls him up. Imagine that feeling. Imagine that phone call. Hey, the king wants to see you again. Oh. <laughs> All right. I wonder what this is about. Hey, hey, Martha, guess who's going to see the king? <laughs> he's called me back. Maybe he's going to give me a little money. Okay. Anyways. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant. That's what you do not want to hear from the king. Ever. I mean, we want to, we want to hear, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. You know, and guess what? We're going to hear that because we have accepted him as our Lord and Savior. You know? Last thing we ever want to hear is, Wicked servant. You wicked servant. I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I have had mercy on you? Well, since you put it that way, yeah, I guess so. But I wasn't thinking like that. I mean, think about it that way, though. Look what just happened. Weigh it out there. We've been forgiven of all our sins. And then we hold people in debt. And yeah, they've hurt us, man. They've hurt us and they've done things to us that we don't like and you know can ruin us like big time. But God says, stack that up against what you've been forgiven of. You know what I mean? And then just throw it away. You know, and that's a decision and a process, man. You make that decision, I forgive you, I forgive you. And you know what? Sometimes you have to go back and say, 
that maybe that name gets brought up or something and you start getting those thoughts again. Well, you know what? You go back to that decision. You know, I, I said this before the Lord. I forgive this person and I forgive them. You know, and you know, it gets to this place where, I mean, it honestly gets to this place to where it's like you can think about those people and it's not like, oh, you know, it doesn't start off that way. But that's the place we're heading. That's the place we want to go to. To where, it does, you know, it's just, okay, that happened, whatever, okay. Oh, God is good. Okay, anyways, Ephesians 4 and verse 32, beloved. You guys think I'm messing with you. I'm not messing with you. I just want you guys to live in peace and joy. Lord knows, man. Ephesians 4 and verse 32. This verse right here has done so much for me. Um, so much. Be kind to one another. Ah, but I don't like that person. Be kind to one another. You don't know what he's done to me. You don't know what's been done for you, Paulie. Be kind to one another. Tender-hearted. Remember the king had pity on that servant? He had pity on him. God says, you know what? Why don't you be tender-hearted to these people that don't deserve it? Because you didn't deserve what I did for you. Be kind to one another. Tender-hearted. Forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. We could have just talked about that one verse right there because that sums up that whole story that we just read. You know, Jesus Christ has forgiven you. Okay, our sins are forgiven. All right. Now he says, now you forgive others. Doesn't matter what they've done to you. You don't have to be their best friends. You don't have to hang out with them, man. You know, maybe one day you can do that. Maybe you can't. But you forgive them, you release them. Okay. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Let's finish our story, Matthew 18 and 34. The dude's busted, man. He got caught. The king called him up. And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. Just right back where he started from. Boom, you're, you're in prison. And that's what goes on with us, man. Honest to goodness, man. Some of us, we can walk around in prison. You know, we're, there's people that are actually in prison, in real prison, that are in jail, that are freer than we are. You know what I mean? Because, because they're, they're enjoying their relationship with the Lord. He who the Son has set free is free indeed, no, no matter where you're at. Some of us are in our own little prison, man, because we won't let things go. You know? And they're real things. If they weren't real things, if it wasn't real painful to us, we would dismiss them. I ain't nothing. But it's something that really got to us, man. And Satan's using it to destroy you, to make you miserable. All right. So, also, my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. From your heart. So God's He's saying, you know what? Look, this is a real thing here, man. Let it go. Be sincere about it. Let it go. And sometimes, man, you just have to make that decision and go back to that decision ten times a day sometimes, man. I forgive this person. I release this person. I release these people. You know? Give it to God. Okay. Hebrews 12 and verse 15. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God. You know what's cool about grace? Pretty much everything, you know? Grace is, you know, it's, it's that favor, that undeserving, unmerited favor that God gives His people. We don't deserve it. We don't earn it. But see, grace is like everything we need. 
everything we need. So when God says, hey, uh, Rick, I need you to forgive these people. Oh, I, I don't have that ability in me, God. You're right. You don't. Okay. But I do have this bucket of grace here for you. I do have everything you need. I can do all things through Christ. So I lean on God and God will give me the strength to do it. Sometimes you got to do it 10 times a day, man. But I'm telling you, it's worth it. Okay. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble. See, that's the thing, man. And, and you know, it's so true because when, when, you're, when you're unforgiving, when you're bitter, most folks don't see that, man. It's, it's like roots. They're underground. Most folks are never going to know it unless they happen to uh, touch a nerve, you know, something like that. You ever seen a dude get a Dorito, go right up in, a, in his gum or something, man? He, like, starts dancing around. Well, it happens sometimes. I've seen it a time or two. And Doritos are sharp. Have you ever thought you're putting a triangle in your mouth, and it's sharp, and whatever, it doesn't matter. It's like putting a little Chinese ninja star in your, never mind. Okay, it's like playing Russian roulette. You got a 50-50 chance of this thing like poking you somewhere. So, to, so see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God that no root of bitterness springs up. Because those roots of bitterness, they're not going to stay hidden forever. They're not, eventually, it's going to come out. Someone's going to mention that name. Someone's going to bring something up. Whether they mean to or not, you're going to see that cat and Tom Thumb or something, man. And you got to be prepared. I don't mean prepared by like getting your, your knife ready. I'm talking about you got to be prepared to let it go. You know, you got to be prayed up. I forgive this person. I forgive this person. So when you do see the person, you can be kind and compassionate and gentle to him without wanting to smash his nose in. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble. And by it, many become defiled. Is that true? Your, your little personal hatred thing, that's a real thing. It's a real thing, man. You really, really got hurt. And, and in the natural, they don't deserve your forgiveness, right? In the natural, they don't, man. They did this horrible thing, whatever it is. I'm not downplaying that. Even Jesus wasn't downplaying. He's like, this is $12,000, you know, 20 weeks of wage right there. You know, he's just saying stacked up against what's been done for you. It's nothing, you know. Okay, so anyways, this stuff affects everybody around you. You know what I mean? It defiles many, and it's not worth it. Matthew 6 and verse 15. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, this, this is a hard verse right here. I mean, it ain't hard to read. But it hits like a ton of bricks, man. You know? But this is how serious God takes this stuff, man. This is what, this is what we're talking about. Forgiven people forgive. Christian people forgive. It's not up for argument. It's not up for talking about. You don't have to pray for God's will about the situation. You don't have to talk to the preacher. You don't have to talk to anybody about it because it's right there in the Word. But now check this out. Matthew 6 and verse 15. But if you do not forgive others, their trespasses. What do we pray when we pray that Lord's Prayer? You know, our Father out in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is. 
Forgive us as we forgive our debtors. Forgive us as we forgive our debtors. God says, take these files, because we all got these files of, of everybody in our little world, you know. Some's full of good stuff with a little bit of, you know, things where they hurt us. God says, take all that stuff out and just throw it away, man. Don't hold no records of wrongs. You know what I mean? I'm not holding any records of your wrongs. You release these folks. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Wow. Man, that's some heavy stuff, man. That is some heavy, heavy stuff. So I guess what you are saying, Paul, is you do have to do a certain amount of works to get to heaven. It's not by grace that you have been saved. No, I'm not saying that at all. We accept that gift. We accept grace. We accept it, okay? We're saved folks, man, okay? The bottom line is forgiven people, people that have accepted Jesus Christ, we forgive others. We do that. We release it. We don't want any roadblocks between our relationship with our Lord. We don't want to hurt that communion with our Lord. And it hurts you. Think about it. If, if, you, know, if you have a clue of what I'm talking about, man, some of you are like, you know, whatever, it's fine. You know, I'm here. This is cool. This is okay. But some of us are like, yeah, man, I know what this feels like. Because that junk ruins you. It makes you a very bitter person. So you're not living in that place where God wants you to live. Christian people forgive, right? Christian people forgive. We've got to let it go. So we're going to pray right now. And if you mean it, pray along with me. If you don't mean it, well, that's okay, but pray about it. Pray about meaning it. Because I'm not, listen, I'm not saying this because I got my act together. Because I don't. I'm, I'm, I wanted to talk about this because I want to hit it every couple few years. Um, it is just that important. God said we got to forgive others. God says if, <laughs> if he want me to forgive you, you better be willing to forgive others. You got to let this go. That is a huge deal. Anyways, it's important to the Lord. So it needs to be important to us. And maybe you're, you, maybe you're like, hey, man, I'm, I ain't got nothing to worry about here, man. I, you know, thank goodness. Well, you can pray for us. And you can be prayed up because there is no lasting relationships without forgiveness. Have you figured that out yet? I didn't come up with that. I wish I would have. I'd put it on a bumper sticker or something. But, but you know, there is no lasting relationships without forgiveness. We have to forgive people all the time. Okay. Dear Lord, we love you and we praise you, Lord. Thank you so much for your gift of salvation. Thank you so much that you washed away our sins, Lord, and that you, you took upon our sins, Jesus, and your righteousness was put on us, Lord. Father God, just prick our hearts, Lord, to where we will not be satisfied, we will not have peace until we forgive others, Lord. Father God, thank you that this is so important to you and that we want to live in that place of joy and where there's that wonderful peace and communion and an enjoyable relationship with our Lord and Savior. And we don't want anything to become, uh, to come between that, Lord. Thank you, Father God, that we will release these burdens, Lord, these hurtful things, Lord. We will release them and give them to you, Lord, and you will give us peace. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name we pray. Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to VictoryLifeChurchOfMilton.com for more, and may God bless you.